I'm Kiana, and I'd like to welcome you to Toronto Nature Now, brought to you by Met Radio in Toronto and the Toronto Field Naturalists. The Toronto Field Naturalists are a volunteer-run, nonprofit nature conservation organization, connecting people with nature and wildlife in the Toronto area. Today, I'd like to welcome Danielle Pellet-Hall, who is here to talk about Full Spectrum Social. Danielle lives and works in Toronto with her husband and their cats. Plants and autism are her biggest passions, so she's very excited to be able to share them both with us today. Here's what Danielle had to say. So hi, Danielle. I hope you're doing well. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, thanks. Thanks for having me. Thank you. So your group called Full Spectrum Social is for autistic adults. What is autism and why do you run this group? Yeah, there's like a lot of misconceptions about autism, and there's a lot of reasons for that. But I've learned over many, many years a lot about it. The easiest way to describe it is a hyper-connected brain. And, it's, and because of that, it's, it's a completely just different experience of reality, which sounds like a lot, but it, it is a lot, you know? Yeah, I run this group because I'm autistic. Uh, which I found out not all in one go, kind of over the course of a few years, which is generally how it goes. And then I was like, I want to, I want to meet other autistic people. So how do I do that? Right. And I went and I did some research. I was like looking for, for groups and I really didn't find anything. I, (laughs) I decided to make uh, a group. So that's why I made it. My group runs through meetup.com. And so I started it. I started becoming a meetup organizer for my group, Immersive Botany. And then I was like, okay, well, I'm already doing this. So, you know, and I didn't find anything. So then I made the group. And it's really just so that I can uh, be with other people like me. And uh, it's been like extremely validating to to meet other autistic people and to get to know them. Uh, and they're just like generally just a beautiful group of people. I meet so many wonderful, beautiful people. And yeah, it's really interesting to talk about and and learn about the autistic experience. There's like big general things about how being autistic makes you experience the world and, and, you know, kind of shapes certain experiences that you have in the world. Yeah, there's big things. And then there's also small things where you just talk and you're like, oh, wow, like I... I, I didn't realize that other people experienced these these things. Yeah, when we find each other, we learn that about each other, that like there's all these things that we experience that non-autistic people don't experience this stuff. Uh, or they do, but just in a really different way and to a different degree. That's really interesting. And so my next question is, is what groups do you participate in and what kind of walks do you do? I do run Full Spectrum Social, so that's a big one. Um, that's my group for autistic adults. And then I run um, one called Immersive Botany, uh, where I go out and we we mostly operate in the Toronto Ravines. Um, Although this year I've done some like urban plant walks, which is interesting to just see what's in people's yards and talk about what's in people's yards. And actually, um, I did two of those this year. And in both times, we ended up just talking to people in the neighborhoods about their plants and they would teach us about their yards, which was really, really cool. Um, And this group is also run on meetup.com. And and I teach people about plants and I learn about plants at the same time, of course. And then I participate in uh, TFN walks. Mostly I lead walks for them. I've been to a few uh, other people's walks, which is always really great and fun because there's so many really knowledgeable people in TFN and and knowledgeable in whatever specialty they might have 
That's great. It must be so um, fulfilling to see people learn more and more or to watch people grow with their botany knowledge or even plant knowledge on these walks. Definitely. It's, it's really, it's really great. And sometimes I'll like, I've, I've instituted a new like um, process at the end because I, I think it really takes a lot of tries to learn the names of plants and that's what, you know, or other kind of parts of nature that someone might be interested in. Um, and you have to, you know, get reminders. So I'll sometimes I'll like, if I see it again, I'll, I'll like say, Hey, do you guys remember what this was? And it's really great when people do remember. Um, but, at, and at the end, I'll ask people to just run through everything we saw that day. And so they get, so, and, and you know, everyone remembers two or three different ones and then they'll be like, Oh yeah, that one. Oh, I forgot about that. You know, that's, that's really helpful. Actually. I kind of wish some of my lectures did that. <laughs> yeah. And so obviously you run multiple nature groups for autistic people. And I was wondering what the importance of nature is to autistic people. So some of the events that I do with uh, Full Spectrum Social are just general nature walks. And I've done one where I specifically teach them about plants. And so there's, I, I feel like for me especially, but also for as a group in general, nature is very important to autistic people. And there's a lot of contributing factors for this. At, at the basic level, we just really like categorizing things and sorting things and making lists and understanding things. Yeah, that, that there's a lot of work like that to do in the natural world. And then also just generally, there's just always like a really strong feeling I find of like just connect, just the connection to nature. For, for the people that I've met, you know, just really, a lot of them really care about the natural world, especially when it comes to just like, uh, like climate justice and uh, animal justice. It's actually, it's funny because some people have commented um, that like some one, some, one of the criteria for diagnosing autism is um, a strong sense of moral justice. But it's, it's true. We do. We all like for, for a lot of things, but especially for nature. And then um, there's also just the fact that nature is a quiet escape from the noise and the busyness of city life. And so it's just an opportunity to go out and disconnect from all of that and find some peace. And also the exercise of just like walking. Yeah, we have a lot of energy. I say this as I'm like getting up because I'm just having trouble sitting for this long. And so another kind of query I have is are all of your group members or all of your guests on your um, walks autistic people or are there neurotypical people as well? So they're, they're, they're two separate groups, right? So like immersive botany is just a general group for anyone. For full spectrum social, it's generally, it's it's for autistic people and most of us are. And then occasionally some, you know, a non-autistic person will come with either with a friend or whatever reason, right? And of course we welcome them. But um, they don't stick around quite as long just because it feels very, very different. Although generally, like they have expressed that, you know, they do enjoy it for different reasons. And so I asked that because another question I have is how can neurotypical and non-autistic people accommodate the needs of autistic people? Thank you for asking that. And I wish more people would ask that. Like the first thing is to like learn about it and understand what autism is because like the general knowledge level in the world is about autism is very low and there's historical reasons and that's okay it doesn't matter what happened in the past like you know uh it's never too late to learn and figure out what it is and if you know what it is then you can 
uh, be better to autistic people or treat them better. The thing to keep in mind is that it is invisible. It's how a brain works and it's not something that you're going to be able to tell. And sometimes there are, you know, hints or like there's things that you can see that you can associate with it. But a lot of times you won't, there's nothing that you can see. So if someone seems odd or different, usually like, I don't know, the most common response is, is rejection. Sometimes it can even be cruel for the person who's who's different. So instead, just try compassion and understanding, you know, and if you accidentally treat a non-autistic person well, because, you know, you're trying to be more compassionate for everyone. I mean, that's only that's only a benefit, a net benefit to society. Um, but if we want to be really specific, a really important thing to do if there's an autistic person in your life and you want to help them is, I think, like just re anything you can do to reduce uncertainty is the best way to, to make us comfortable. Uh, so give us lots of information, share information freely, answer our questions and ask us lots of questions to give us the opportunity to share with you. Uh, because we don't know what you want to know. We don't know what you you know or what you don't know. And autistic people are really direct. We're very forward. We're, we're, we tell the truth. Um, and we don't really have a lot of complex social interactions going on. Whereas like non-autistic people, uh, they tend to be very indirect with their speech and they say one thing and they mean something else. Then um, just keep that in mind. That's really helpful. Thank you. I, I wrote all of those down. So thank you. Yeah, of course. Well, my next question is, what's next for Full Spectrum Social? Hopefully a lot, a lot, a lot. If it stayed like this, that would be okay. We we run uh, events as a group. We have a community. It's really, it's really great. But of course I want, you know, I hope for more uh, just because there is so few options for us as a group. Generally, people who come are people with a lot of independence um, who can go online and sign up for an event and go to the, those events solo, uh, whereas a lot of services that are out there that exist are for people with high support needs, uh, which is great because they need a lot of resources and it's for them and their families. And I just want to offer something different for people who don't get resources so readily. Not that it's easy for really anybody to get a lot of services from the government right now. I'm saying it's it's my group. I started the group, but also it's growing. So we have more people who are part of kind of like the organizational structure. So we just applied to become a nonprofit organization and we were approved. So now we have a board of directors. Um, and so that's the big we right now. So now we're getting ready to apply to to become a registered charity, which is uh, definitely a larger hurdle. It's uh, we serve a group with a disability. That is um, something that register you can become a registered charity for that purpose. And so, um, hopefully, we do well in proving that, like, hey, this group is good and is beneficial in so many ways to this community that uh, really needs the support. And the type of support that it needs is not you know, it's not anything exceptional. We just like need a space to exist together, you know, a place to, to get together and have communication feel natural, just this space where we can just be ourselves. It's, it's not a lot to ask. So I'm hoping that we get that and that'll be great. And then we could, we're going to apply for grants and funding and see where that goes in the long run. I am really hoping we could have our own, our own location, just a dedicated space for the group 
so we could we could host events and have drop-in hours and really take it to the next level. That would be absolutely fantastic. Oh, and a big part of that is building a website. So that's also another thing, and that's more immediate. And and hopefully, I'm gonna have that out very soon. It'll be another opportunity for more people to kind of interact with our group and. Um, that will have a lot of information and some of our goals and ways to interact because right now it is only on meetup.com. Yeah, the website's going to be big. I'm I'm building it right now. Hi everyone, it's editing Kiana and I just wanted to let you know that Danielle's website, fullspectrumsocial.org, is live. So you can go find them on their new website, again, fullspectrumsocial.org, and you can get in contact with them. Thanks. That's awesome. Congratulations on becoming a nonprofit. That's so great. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and good luck on becoming um, a charity as well. Thank you very much. And yeah, the website building, I have some experience there. It's so much fun. It can be frustrating, but it's fun. Yeah, it is. It is. I, I agree with both of us. And so lastly, where can listeners find out more about Full Spectrum Social? Yeah. Um, so uh, the main the main way to participate is through meetup.com. Um, we also have a Facebook group by the same name. So it's a full spectrum social Toronto Asperger's and Autism Club. Hi, everyone. It's editing Kiana. Uh, Danielle, let me know that her group is actually called Toronto Autism and Asperger's Club, not the other way around. So just wanted to make that slight correction um, and back to the episode. I have a Discord, uh, but it's not public. So once you're in the group, then you can get added to the Discord and have another uh, level of social media there. That's great. And so that's all I had to ask today. So thank you so much for talking with me. Uh, thank you for, for having me. Thank you for giving me an opportunity to promote my cause, I guess. <laughs> Thanks again to Danielle Pellet-Hall for talking with me today. And I'd also like to thank you, the listeners, for tuning in. Anyone out there who'd like to get involved with the Toronto Field Naturalists can visit their website at torontofieldnaturalists.org. Again, that's torontofieldnaturalists.org. Shout out to Paul Overy, the show coordinator. And once again, I'm Kiana for Met Radio, and this has been Toronto Nature Now. Make sure to tune in next time. Bye.